0: Hello everyone, back for another PNTT Preview Podcast. I am Coach Bills, joined by a Coach Future Star. Coach, how are you?
1: All right, ready to keep it rolling, I guess.
0: Let's do it. Uh, We're going to cover the Yarberry Group, named after Jeremy Yarberry, who was a starter on a very successful Boise team that made the Elite Eight of last year's NTT. And before we started recording, brought in some good talent. So they could be a force to be reckoned with. Uh, Last year, as we said, Yarbury graduated. Nobody else though from the senior class started. It was a well-ranked senior class, 54 hardwood, 52 sim hoops, but just one starter. And then they brought in a freshman class ranked number four hardwood, number five sim hoops for the second best average among all classes. Um, And you take a look at their team, the freshman class, Uh, Sergio Blake is a name I recognize right away I believe coach said he was just a 1-1 tie on the message board I remember that because I remember thinking about maxing him and then wishing that maybe I had when I found out he wasn't as popular as I imagined he might be Uh, 6-7 playing small forward last year very solid overall numbers scored almost 20 points per game Uh, and then Elvin McKinney even had slightly better stats 6-8 power forward more efficient similar points per game good defensive numbers as well and Kyle Tolbert looks pretty solid too. six five playing playing shooting guard in high school 15.7 points per game for him so just one starter gone four coming back very successful team what do you see this team doing slotting in the new guys I mean can you make any kind of projection there what do you think coach
1: um no I mean it looks like they just have a lot of talent kind of spread throughout the lineup I mean even in their bench uh you know I out their, their bench, maybe not any, you know, kind of you know, stars uh, lurking beneath the surface there, but they're all very solid players that they bring back. Um, some quality players that they bring in, for sure, uh, Sergio Blake and Elvin, Elvin McKinney being the two that caught my eye. Um, I'm not sure exactly who takes Yarberry's spot. I don't think there's an obvious solution on the bench, so i got to think one of these freshmen is going to step in. Um Kyle Tolbert, to me, looks more like a, sh- a uh, point guard. Um, so I don't know where he's going to fit. Um, maybe he'll have to, to go on the bench. Maybe as like a little bit of an undersized small forward. But I think Sergio Blake or Elvin McKinney. Elvin McKinney, to me, his offensive numbers really stand out to me. Um, and I think maybe at small forward, he's the type of guy who could take advantage of some matchups there at 6'8". Um, and see his numbers go up even more um sergio blake did play small forward in high school and like you said uh he was a small tie i think one of the reasons is because i think his turnovers were a little bit high um, before uh, recruiting actions were due and they did come down quite a bit over the course of the season still a little bit high for my liking at small forward but um not not terrible um but yeah mckinney kind of intrigues me
0: oh yeah yeah mckinney looks like a good player i think they maybe have Different skill sets, both good. You know, there might only be one spot in the starting lineup for them, but they probably both deserve to be starters on good teams. So they'll they'll probably both get their opportunities. And like you said, the bench is impressive. I mean, no superstar, but to see no single-digit game score per 30 minutes on the team, that's kind of rare. You don't don't usually see that. So it's not a surprise that they were as successful as they were. And they're certainly going to be a very formidable number one seat in this group.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, um, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Go ahead. No, no. Yeah, that's. Uh, I was just gonna say, I agree. I um, mean, yeah, they're just a very deep team. I um, mean, that's hard to build in League Thirty One. You know, if if you can, if you're pretty deep, one through ten, you've got no obvious holes um, on the bench because usually most teams, even the good teams, have you know a couple spots on the bench where you're just praying that your starter doesn't get into foul trouble. Um, but this team doesn't seem to have that. Now, while they may not be as talented as the starters, they're certainly not going to cost you when they're on the floor.
0: Yeah, absolutely. As you say, it's an impressive recruiting and coaching job uh, that Coach D. Crusoe has done of late. Number two seed in this group is the Scranton Paladins out of Conference Three. They were in the NTT last year as a number seven seed, won a game, and then proceeded to lose their next five. But a good season for them. They graduated two senior starters: Leon Ward, the six-seven small forward, and then Michael Davidson, who was a bit undersized at six-six, playing power forward for them last year. And he didn't get full starters minutes either. He platooned with another senior, Zachary Johnson, also 6'6", playing power forward at the backup spot for them. So those guys are out the door. They were ranked decently, 88 hardwood, 59 sim hoops. And the freshman class that came in isn't ranked quite as good, as quite as well, excuse me. 167 hardwood, 176 sim hoops. Uh, There's a 6'8", power forward in there, and Joseph Scales, who – Didn't score, but did some other things well. Looks like a good passer. And then a couple of shorter players who could score a bit in Halstead and Hassan. But I don't know that there's necessarily a good fit to slot in at a power forward spot that was already a bit of a weakness for this team last year. So I think, unfortunately, a spot that they were able to cover up last year might be a little bit harder to cover up this year.
1: Yeah, I mean, of the three guys they brought in, Joseph Scales looks like the only one who would have any sort of impact. Maybe at this level, not a great player offensively, but can do a lot of other things reasonably well. I mean, this team is definitely hurting for size. Um, you know, losing uh, not only your undersized power forward, but uh, your six seven small uh, small forward. They were very small on the bench, um, six 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 at backup for power forward, backup center. They do have a six ten guy on NA and my thinking is he must not be very good at all for them to be that undersized <laughs> yeah. and and for him not to be playing. So, um, but this season, he may not, uh, Coach uh, Winger may not have a choice um, because it, it, you just can't be that short in this league. Um, so I don't, I'm not exactly sure what what's going to happen. Uh, one of the, the bench players, perhaps someone like uh, Zachary Johnson or Edwin Richardson, you know, who were playing undersized in the post last year. Maybe they go in at small forward and Scales takes over at power forward. Um, but, uh, you know, at least they do return a little bit of offense and Kalen Thompson, their starting shooting guard. He was actually pretty impressive as a, as a little bit of an undersized shooting guard at six two, scoring 20 points a game, nearly 60% true shooting. Uh, Rashad Henley, even their starting center, even though um, he didn't get that many opportunities. He's going to have to be a little more selfish and take some more shots because he was also right around 60% true shooting. Um, so the offense looks like it's probably going to go right through those two guys. Um, it's just filling in everything around him that, that looks like a question.
0: Yeah, exactly right. I mean, I want to try to phrase this as a positive, <laughs> impressive coaching job last year to make the NTT and get to the second round um, just because the talent isn't necessarily there. wasn't necessarily there. And there were some holes on this roster. As we mentioned, we didn't really discuss the point guard. Austin last didn't have great numbers for them last year. The backup Duncan Atherton was better. Maybe he finds his way into the starting lineup this year. Who knows? Uh, but definitely some problems on this team and Thompson and Henley, as you said, did a nice job uh, really carrying them last season, but I think it would be a pretty good feat for them to get back to the NTT this year from what I'm seeing.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it does look like their conference is actually uh, very weak. Um, uh, so maybe they, they have an outside chance of getting there again. But if they did, it, you know, it, it's probably not going to be as, a, as an impact team. Um, it, it would just kind of be kind of defaulting their way in. Um, but, yeah, in this tournament, uh, the PNTT, um, facing some tough teams, not only in group, but, uh, you know, uh, out of group as well. Uh, that they're, they're going to be in for a tough road, I believe.
0: Speaking of those tough teams, here comes one in Houston, the number three seed in this group. They were in the PTT last year as a nine seed, uh, won a game and finished 21st. But there is definitely some talent on this team. Now, they graduated three senior starters. It was number 11, Hardwood, 13 Sim Hoops it was that class. Those guys are gone in Jason Ryan at point guard, Patrick Eggers at small forward and Josiah Courier at center. Uh, but fortunately for them, they brought in a pretty nicely ranked freshman class to replace that group, number 32 hardwood, 46 sim hoops, uh, led by Alexander Croxton, who is a big guy I remember from last year. I didn't personally recruit any big guys last season, but uh, a coach I know well in Hershey did. He was on this guy. Uh, he was a good player. I think he was a 2-2 tie, something like that. Uh, very well-rounded big guy nice looking game score for a player who didn't even score 10 points a game so you can really see his ability uh he had almost 10 rebounds per 30 minutes at power forward very nice defensive numbers considering that he was at that position and he can pass as well so he should be able to slot in well for a player in courier who was truly a star at center i don't know that Croxton necessarily can do quite what he did but at least there's an obvious replacement there Uh, replacing Ryan at point guard and Eggers at small forward will be a little bit tougher. Um, Angel Hall was on the bench last year. He was the most productive bench player. Uh, Jackson Doak, another freshman maybe could play there, but does seem like this group probably will take a step back given what they lost.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, they, they, they went with uh, kind of a very large lineup last year. And Jason Ryan, I could see why they used him at point guard. I mean, very good court vision, seven assists per game, but did hurt him a little bit by, you know, he probably got a little bit of that penalty of being such a big guy at point guard, turned the ball over three t- uh, times a game. They, the team as a whole turned the ball over 12 times a game. So that's not what you want to see. Um, like I said, they do bring in some quality size. Uh, Croxton and Rhodes, uh, both – good defensive numbers uh, at power forward um, doak a little bit better score than the two of them maybe um, but um, hard to say um, but yeah it's uh, so they do have a replacement for the size but where is the offense the, the ball handling going to come from that's the question
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean, really taking a look at those two guys, Ryan and Eggers even and Courier too. I mean, all those three seniors were great passers, really good, you know, 7.4 assists for Ryan per 30 minutes, Eggers with 4.6 and Courier with 3.2 as he was also doing everything else. So that's going to be a concern for them to really find players who can distribute and get the ball to a player like Devontae Clark and clayton hunter uh two of their better scorers from last year so uh although it's a nicely ranked freshman class i don't know that it's going to be everything that this team needs and because of the team we're about to discuss a pretty talented four seed it might be tough for houston to stay out of the basement in this group
1: right yeah it's it's so they yeah they do have uh, a Bring back Devontae Clark and Clayton Hunter who were their two leading scorers. So that does help, but said just the, the makeup of the roster, it's all kind of a little bit of an awkward fit because yeah, I'm just not sure um, who's going to be handling the ball because there's no obvious solution anywhere. Um, and the guys who do score Hunter and Clark, they're not uh, great passers. So um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, 12 overs per game last year with 20 assists, I don't know that this team is going to get that number of assists this year. And I don't know if that hurts the field goal percentage from the guys that actually can put the ball in the basket.
0: Yeah. Potentially could be a challenge. It's interesting to look at. They have a fair amount of talent according to recruiting rankings. I mean, they've got a junior class now ranked eight hardwood, 11 sim hoops, (laughs) I guess led by Hunter. And the, even what is the sophomore class is ranked 200 by sim hoops, but 98 hardwood suggesting that Clark is a pretty good player. So Uh, you you look at that and you think there's a case for this team, but yeah, something about it just doesn't quite seem right without the passers. But uh, as I alluded to the four seed here, Las Vegas has some talent and it could even be, I don't want to spoil our overall group take or mine, but they could be the biggest challenger to Boise in this group. Let's, let's take a look and see what we think after we evaluate them. They graduated a very good senior in Jason Tyler. He was their best player last year playing shooting guard scored 20.8 points per 30 minutes uh, and had some good defensive numbers as well, but they brought in a very good freshman class, broke at least two ties. One, I know for sure was a four four because I was in on it for Austin Armstrong. who looks like a terrific scorer And I think a very good defensive player as well. He can slide right into that shooting guard spot that Tyler has vacated. And then they brought in a, a tie and Lucas Testerman as well a point guard who may not have a spot in this starting lineup, given how well Rahelio Cole played last year in admittedly somewhat limited minutes, playing just 21 minutes a game. But he was pretty good while he was in there. Uh, So I don't know. There may be a way to get Testerman in there. Armstrong probably could play the three, and maybe Cole could play the two, or somebody else could go in there. Parker Walker was good for them on the bench as well. Um, But there's at least some talent on this team they made the ptt last year graduated their best player so i don't want to get ahead of myself and suggest they really are at boise's level i I suppose i don't think that but uh i guess i'm just influenced by the fact that they swiped armstrong who i I think is going to be really
1: good (laughs) Yeah, um, Austin Armstrong looks like the type of player that, that you can build your team around. I mean, his numbers at power forward were, were exceptional. I mean, as a six six guy playing power forward, to be shooting almost 55% from the field, nearly 63% shooting, and the three-point shooting is, is what really, you know, draws your eye. Um, almost 50%, and not on a little bit, you know, small volume, but not that small. So, I mean, he was taking you know, he was 50 for 105 on the season. So against bigger defenders, that's pretty impressive. Um, And I'm not sure if we're supposed to discuss uh, um, scrimmage results, like, or if that's supposed to be confidential, but I will reveal that we did play them in a a set of two scrimmages. It looks like one of them he used kind of a little bit of a different lineup, but the lineup that I would use is the one that he played in one game against us in which Austin Armstrong was very impressive um, at shooting guard. So um, if he's able to, to, to fill in at that spot um, and, and kind of play the way that, that I think he will, I mean, they're, they're going to be pretty dangerous.
0: Yeah, and, and and probably looking at it, Tester will be in there too, the more I look at it, because he was a tie as well. He's a good player. You probably, they'll find a spot for him. Their concern more will be with the front court. Uh, they weren't great in those spots last year. They were okay. Jaden woods was mostly the power forward milton nicely was center was the center those guys were all right but not great and that's really i think where they will probably fall short against you know sort of the best teams or team in this group so transitioning to that i see boise as a pretty prohibitive favorite here is that fair to say
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, I mean, the schedule out a group is, you know, somewhat tough, but um, not impossible. Um, And they're a team that like we talked about, they're pretty well-rounded. I mean, there's not really many holes in in their roster and they have kind of uh, a little bit of everything they have the scoring, they have the defense, the defense, they have enough size, um, good coaching Um, coach D. Crusoe. Um, I definitely recognize him from other leagues, and he does a good job with each and every one of his teams. So um, they they look like uh, definitely the team to beat, especially coming off that Elite Eight run last year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Do you see Las Vegas as the second best team in this group the way I was hyping them up, or do you see it (laughs) differently?
1: Yeah, I think Las Vegas is, would be this the second-best team. Um, they, they face a couple teams ranked uh, higher than 100, and they're out-of-group schedule, too. So they might have a little bit of an easier road than some of the other teams um, compared to Houston and uh, Scranton. Um, Scranton has a very – I think we mentioned they have a very tough uh, out-of-group schedule. Um so Las Vegas, if Armstrong could come in and perform the way it looks like he's going to perform, they get similar production as to what they had last year. Yes, the size is an issue, and like we've mentioned with uh, some other groups. You know, the shot blocking isn't quite there. The interior defense, um, rebounding, you know, that's going to be a problem. But they're definitely going to have enough offense um, to keep them in games. Uh, so um, I think that they're going to win their fair share um and could i don't know about challenge boise for the for the title in this group but definitely challenge for a playoff spot
0: yeah absolutely and they benefit i think from being the four seed in this group because of their performance last year which wasn't so bad but they were a 14 seed in the ptt finished number 114 in the power rankings and then to bring in this much talent they they could take a bit of a jump uh all right that covers it for this
1: group uh, Who knows whether we'll be back or not. We'll find out.